and welcome back to Film on the Rocks. I'm Wookie Warrior Levi. Still Gold Leader Brucker. <laughs> <laughs> and this, as I said, is Film on the Rocks. Today we're doing uh, our pod a little bit differently than our normal ones. Like our Mandalorian episode, we're going to be going over uh, another favorite of ours, another Star Wars film. We're going to be going over The Rise of Skywalker, uh, episode nine. And uh, this should go without saying, but we just wanted to let you know, we're going to be spoiling this film. This pod will be riddled with spoilers. So if you have not seen it, I cannot stress this enough. Go see The Rise of Skywalker. Go see it. You have been warned. Spoilers begin now. Brooker, how are you doing, buddy? I am doing (laughs) great. I am on this just nerd high of seeing the rise of skywalker how you doing i am emotional i am vulnerable (laughs) and i am very pleased (laughs) dude it was such it was such a good movie i would love your thoughts before we dive in to our scenes and the characters and combing through everything what was your what 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 were you expecting in this film? Like when you before you went into it, what were your emotions going in? Were you expecting this to be above and beyond, or were you keeping a low expectation? Like what what mindset did you bring into the film? I had so because I knew that this was the last movie in the Skywalker saga, and I I've been thinking about this for like a year, and I this is the last time that I will not know any of the twists in Star Wars. So right. I. Whenever the trailers came out, I would only watch them once, and then I would I, I stayed off any sort of like uh like I was I tried to remain super clean. I didn't read any reviews about the movie. All my friends had already seen it before me. I didn't get any of their opinions. I, all I knew is that they saw it. That's it. Because I wanted to go mm-hmm. in extremely fresh and clean, and just because I'd, I I didn't want to know a thing. I wanted to be surprised when I was supposed to be surprised and shocked when I was supposed to be shocked. Yeah. And it it, it happened. Um, my You asked what I was expecting. Um, my my fan theory that I had going into this about Ray's lineage specifically mm-hmm. was that my fan theory was that, uh, that Palpatine or maybe some other Force user did some sort of manipulation of the Force to create... Uh, life like a force baby kind of like how anakin did or mm-hmm. how anakin you know originated from and i the reason I, and that she was still technically born of nobody parents like anakin mm-hmm. was born of shmi and how uh in the last jedi when kylo when kylo ren said that sh- her parents were nobodies so i thought okay that was so i thought that they're going to kind of go at that angle that she was technically born of nobody so what kylo ren said in the last jedi was still true but she was a force baby from like palpatine or someone else which still made her relevant and related to the major characters in this saga um and so that was my main theory going into it and i was kind of close (laughs) yeah you were that was that was pretty close the last jedi was the film before episode eight a very controversial f- film, uh, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you are more on the side of? Would you say that you're on the side of the Last Jedi is a good movie and it gets too much 
it gets too much of a bad rap, I really enjoyed it? Or would you say that you're more on the side of, I think the complaints are justified and I don't think, and this is lower on my uh, list of Star Wars movies. Um, when, I the first saw the last, when I first saw The Last Jedi, I liked it initially. I mean, I had some complaints, but overall I liked it. And then as time went on, I, I guess I let some of the negative comments about the movie get to me. I was like, eh, I don't know. That really was a good movie. And I rewatched it recently before going in. I was like, this movie isn't that bad. The only thing I don't like is the whole Canto bite stuff, but everything else uh, I'm like, I'm good with for the most part. Um, but watching the right, I want to ask you this too, watching the rise of Skywalker, it made me like the last Jedi more. Uh, what are your feelings on that? Yeah, I would say, to say I like The Last Jedi more, I don't know if I would say that necessarily. I would say that when I watched The Last Jedi, I enjoyed my time. I, there there has never been a Star Wars movie that I've been like, that movie sucks, I hate it, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed Last Jedi. I believe that Last Jedi is the is number two on my list of Star Wars movies on how beautiful they are. Like, mm. how how visually stunning they were. It was uh, very they, well shot. Yes, it was gorgeous. Uh, uh, Last Jedi is number two for me behind Rogue One. I think Rogue One is the prettiest Star Wars they've ever made. Hmm. I think that... And w- anyway, when I saw Last Jedi, I, the people that I saw it with and my friends, they said, you know, what do you think about it? The character of, of Luke specifically was kind of bungled a little bit. There were some really slow parts. The spy, I'll, you know, I can go on and on of like, you know, they, they messed up Captain Phasma. They didn't utilize her enough. I said, I have my opinions on the movie. I will have my final opinion of the movie once the third movie comes out because the second movie always sits in limbo. The first movie is setting everything up. The second movie sits in limbo. The third movie kind of helps close everything together mm-hmm. on the middle movie. And I still don't think The Last Jedi is the best Star Wars movie ever. I enjoy it because there's lightsabers and guns and characters, and I love it. But it is, as a movie, it's really good. As a Star Wars movie, to go along with the continuity and the characters and the themes, I don't think it's that great. So I still, I don't hate Last Jedi, but the fact that we ended with the Rise of Skywalker and how it finished out, I think it essentially mm-hmm. made a lot of the stuff in The Last Jedi kind of irrelevant. This this might be sinful for me to say, but... You know the stuff with Luke, we it it kind of justifies it a little bit more. But honestly, if you just had the stuff with Luke, and then you cut everything out except for a recognition that they're running from the First Order and that they fight the First Order at the end, there's a lot of stuff in the middle that just kind of feels like fluff almost. Again, that's from a film like from a Star Wars fan perspective, but I still loved the journey. Um, but I do think Rise of Skywalker is a better, is I enjoyed Rise of Skywalker much more than The Last Jedi. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker was crazy. And this movie, it's, this movie's going 100 miles an hour. Yes. It's, there. there's, that's probably one of my, 
few complaints about this movie is that the pacing it yeah. is just going 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 well, going because jj abrams There's... he's trying to fit two movies in one like he's trying to yeah. take everything that he believed that ryan johnson might have might not have done exactly what he wanted to and trying to okay so i, I explained it this way to to my wife when we watched it she was asking me how i feel it feels like a well-balanced trilogy is the first movie is a third of the journey not time-wise but just like it feels like a third the second movie is a third and the third movie is a third flat out Mm -hmm. the force awakens was a third the last jedi gave us like for the whole story gave us like a 15th or like a, a 10th and then J.J. Abrams in The Rise of Skywalker had to make up all the time and then finish it out. So he was kind of pushing people into place and then letting them do their thing. And so it felt very rushed because he essentially, yeah, like I said, essentially fit two films into one movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could, you could kind of feel that they were really trying to win back some of the people they lost with The yes. Last Jedi. A lot of fan service, um, yes. Yes, but I mean, I still like this movie a lot, and I still I have some. So I have this. This movie raises a lot of questions while it's answering some stuff too. Um, yes. So so like you know, let's let, let's kind of like start at the beginning a little bit. Um, first off, I think that this has one of the most interesting crawls in the saga. Uh, okay. The, the opening crawl. It yeah. starts off with uh, the dead have spoken. What? That was kind of crazy, and it's telling us the emperor's back and everything. And uh, you know, so we're we're kind of seeing right here off the bat that the Palpatine is is the baddie and has been the baddie the whole time. How yes. how, how did you feel about that? About him being the bad guy? Yeah, you know, he's saying that he you know he was Snoke, he created Snoke, and he's been inside Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren's head the whole time. Like, how did you feel did about you Kylo Ren being back? Did you put Kylo Ren yeah. in, in his head in the same? I love that. He's been yeah. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. I. So I'm a I'm a sucker for, I'm a sucker for callbacks. I think the Emperor as a character is amazing, especially since we've gotten him, for, six out of the. 11 movies or at least six out of the or i guess technically seven out of the nine films he's been in the movie so i love mm-hmm. uh the emperor as a character and i did not mind it at all i'm sure there are some people who are tired of it and they're like oh we're bringing back old stuff but i loved it i in my opinion you know and we'll get into this as we go farther into the movie the emperor was one of my favorite parts in the whole movie. I oh, really loved it. Uh or loved I, him. I really liked it too. I wish we got maybe a little bit more, just a touch more. Oh yeah, for sure. Of him. Just because, you know, we kind of see understand he the way they have it is that you know, he's kinda like this zombie Franken Palpatine. Franken but Palpatine. and he's you know he needs Kylo Ren to do a lot of his to do to be his foot soldier. Yeah. And that's how it was even when it was Snoke and we didn't know it was Palpatine. Um, and I felt like it kind of did make sense. I feel like that this reveal that it's Palpatine, it didn't throw me off too much. I mean, it was a great, I thought it was a cool surprise, 
but it didn't like throw me off to where i thought it didn't fit with this trilogy does that make sense yeah like i felt like oh th- this this it still makes sense to me totally totally yeah especially with how he said like i created snoke i'm the one that's been in your head mm-hmm. and to me i could see some people being like well why didn't he just come out as palpatine from the beginning i would assume that he's in hiding and wanting to kind of hold his cards you know so that's why he created the snoke character and maybe some other things but i i i, I liked it um i was i thought that they were going to go to the direction of palpatine's spirit Hmm. or you know force ghosts whatever kind of possessing someone but the kind of went full okay he's he's reanimated i mean it's it's technically palpatine's spirit like in an in a sense because his threat is to re is not re-inhabit but to inhabit somebody else's body so we're kind of getting this mm-hmm. palpatine spirit going into a younger shell or whatever um, but I, I, it is in essence his spirit because he is inhabiting a corpse. This it's his own corpse. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude! It was amazing. He again. I'm I'm skipping, but we end up seeing whenever we see him in the beginning, and Kylo Ren approaches him, we see this uh, old man, uh, mm-hmm. you know, talking to Kylo Ren, and then we end up finding out that he's like hanging from the ceiling and he's plugged into this machine and it's moving him around and he can kind of move his arms but he's willing his dead body to stay alive like he doesn't he barely has hands anymore like it was oh i loved Mm -hmm. it it was disgusting and it was dark and it was (laughs) creative and I, i really really liked it a lot what kept grossing me out was that he had no pupils in his eyes it was just glazed over white grossness oh, I love that. uh th- that was like oh like oh that is disgusting i love it oh yeah <laughs> that was so good but yeah i really enjoyed the movie let's let's dive in let's let's yeah let's keep going we kind of touched on the beginning part where kylo shows up he's combing the galaxy finds mm-hmm. uh palpatine this or darth sidious mm-hmm. and we see this vial of of Snoke's that he's growing, which was awesome. <laughs> yeah, like that the he's growing yes, these puppets. The, yeah, it looks like just Snoke's in in, in a pickle jar. Is what yeah, it like. yeah, pickled Snoke, totally, totally. And he essentially is like, if you kill Ray, I'll give you my fleet. Because he because he mm-hmm. wants to inhabit. Or what what is he? Does he say kill Ray or does he say bring Ray to me? He said destroy her, I'm pretty sure, which now I'm thinking about it, maybe doesn't make too much sense because at the end he says that he wants to embody her. Yeah. Maybe that's, be- maybe that's because Kylo Ren, maybe his plan was to embody Kylo Ren at first after he destroyed Rey. And then since Kylo Ren turned to Ben Solo, he said, all right, well, I'll just use Rey, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm not sure. Well, the the emperor clearly has a hand on all of these, uh, all these plans. Like, he, yeah, he just seems like he's almost omnipotent. That he has his hands and all of this stuff, and he's aware of everything going on. So I can't imagine that he had any, uh, you know, short of his puppets taking, you know, uh, uh, destroying him, like Ray destroying mm-hmm. him or Kylo destroying him or something like that. He had all of his loose ends tied up. Um, but yeah, they like you said, they jump right in and JJ Abrams 
has the Millennium Falcon and Poe and Finn and C-3PO and uh, I think BB-8 uh-huh. no, BB wasn't with them. Um, Chewbacca. Yeah, and this is also when we find out that there's a spy, spy in the First yes. Order. Um, I felt like this wasn't f- uh, fleshed out enough, um, this whole spy thing. Right. I feel like this could have been a really cool point in the movie where it's a mystery of what's going on mm-hmm. and could have been really suspenseful for uh well you know we find out that it's hux right and it was kind of just it was just a throwaway thing almost yeah they shot um, him in the chest and he died it was, yeah and you know we've we've seen how hux is very loyal to the first order in the prior movies and to see him be a spy now and just because he doesn't like kylo ren I, I thought that was a little weak and I could have either just done without that completely or made it like a stronger point of the movie. But uh, how would you feel? Yeah, about that? I would agree. It was kind of a, I don't know. It, it, I, I think it could have been worse. Um, it, it was one of those things where I just kind of cut my losses, especially after last Jedi when they had the hacker and the hacker betrayed him right away. Mm. And it was like, why the heck did we go to this whole other planet? And this hacker literally does nothing except stutter in the backseat you know it, it, this one was the, the they found the spy and they got their information and they headed out so i think they could have made it a lot worse if like the big climax was oh the spy is hux and then they shoot him and they're like no and then that might not have been as great but they kind of had that was kind of like a b quest almost which kind of made well, it work well imagine how imagine how suspenseful that would have been if we had found out that Hux was a spy, but he still kept, you know, being a spy. And it got to the point where they were trying to hunt down who the mole was in the First Order, and uh, General Pride was interrogating right. him and everything. Can you imagine how, like, suspenseful that would have been? Like, for the audience going, oh my gosh, are they going to figure out it's him? And if they made Hux, like, a character that we cared for a little bit? Like, that, that could have been super... Uh, you know, that could have drawn so much emotion from us and could have been super suspenseful and really cool about how we just been on yeah. pins and needles throughout that whole thing. But it, it's I over really in a thought flash. that Lando and Calrissian was going to be the, they're going to be the spy. Like I thought that was how they're going to introduce him. They're like, who's the spy? And he uh, shows up. And they're like, oh, it's general Lando. Oh my gosh. He's, he's a war hero. He's the guy. Oh my gosh. Where have you been? And he's like, I've been undercover. And that explains where he's been for so long. He was so deep undercover that we couldn't see him. Um, which I honestly, in that hindsight, cool. kind of part of me wishes that's what it would have been instead of him just kind of showing up being like, Hey, I've been hiding on this planet doing empire work or whatever, or uh, fighting against the, the first order. Interesting. I guess it would be hard to convince people that the first art first order wouldn't know who Lando right. was and let that happen. But yeah, interesting. Um, well, you know, we also see that, okay. I like what you were talking about, how we see, in the beginning that Kylo Ren's on this planet, the Sith planet with Palpatine, Finn and Poe are on the Falcon getting intel from the spy. And then Ray is back at the rebel base or resistant base. Sorry. Uh, training. And we also see that her new master is Leia, which was super wonderful. That was exactly what I was hoping it would be. Um, We get to see some, some Leia being a Jedi master and which at some point, uh, a little bit later, Ray refers to Leia as Master. She just says, like Leia tells her something, I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. what, and she says, yes, Master. And I 
giggled. I just, it's exactly what I wanted to hear. It's like, yes, Leia's a master. Of course she is. She's amazing. And at one point we see her sparring with Luke (laughs) on some planet at one point. And she beats Luke in a in a lightsaber duel. You're talking about Leia sp- uh, sparring. Yeah. With what Luke. did I say? Right. Oh, you oh said yeah, yeah, she Leia, yeah, Leia, Leia sparring so, with Luke. Yeah. And this was, I'm sure, based on the timeline, post Luke defeating Vader, which means that Luke has mm-hmm. is a Jedi Knight and has been training, and Leia has not trained very much at all, and he and she beats Luke in combat, which shows that she is also wielding some severe power. Um, which we've gotten to see a little bit of, of mm-hmm. uh, now and again, uh, but yeah, definitely made me made me smile. Yeah, that was awesome, and it makes perfect sense to me that Luke would train Leia after Return of the Jedi because that's when he learns that they're twins, that they're twin siblings, right. and um, he he decides to take it upon himself, I guess, to train her. I'm pretty sure we're going to get a whole book on that. Um, but I thought that was really cool, and to me, it made perfect sense that Luke would do mm. something like that. And they also, you know, because you know this is the last movie, they got to try to close off or all loose ends. That she decided to quit her training because she saw some sort of Force vision that her Jedi training path led down to her child, you know, destroying something or just being bad. So that's why she stopped. Um. So I I get why they had to just kind of introduce this in the last movie and explain it, you know, real quickly like that. But uh, I still thought it was really cool and makes perfect sense yeah. to me. Yeah, I just love seeing as much of Leia as possible uh, since uh, since the late uh, late great Carrie Fisher has has passed away. Um, the more we get to see of her, the better. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. I know they took um, they had some what you would refer to, refer to as the uh, scenes from the cutting room floor. They had some extra stuff from The Last Jedi and maybe some stuff from, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that was from The Force Awakens. I know a lot from Last Jedi, which was how they were able to give her a role in this movie, which was originally not going to be a thing. I know, I think it was in 2017, I forget her name, the CEO of Disney announced that they were Catherine not Kennedy. going to have any Leia in the final movie. And then J.J., the grand director that he is said, oh, shoot, we found some stuff. We can do this. Got permission from the families. Carrie Fisher's daughter's in the movie, obviously, and they made it made it happen, and we got mm-hmm. to see Leia, which, you know, some of the dialogue is not perfect between Leia and other people. It kind of feels a little bit like, uh, you know, it definitely feels like they had Carrie's lines or Leia's lines, and they played off of what she said as opposed to it being a give and take thing i mean i mean you know they're working with what they had and i thought it was done real tastefully i agree and i thought they did a really good job with it and especially uh for her uh for her death scene because Mm -hmm. they they had her but they just had a a stand-in for her and who was just standing in the shadow so you couldn't see her face or anything but i still thought that was done really really well and i overall i thought they handled the carrie fisher situation uh, fine and i I was actually really happy with the um, with how much layout we did got because i thought i thought we're going to get a lot less than we actually did yeah speaking of uh leia's death that was a lot of the scenes that made me cry i cried quite a bit in this movie 
Same. And <laughs> a lot of that, a lot of those tears were shed surrounding Leia's death. Specifically, the hardest that I cried in the movie was when the the crew lands and they're like, "We need to talk to to General Leia," and they're like, "She's gone," and Chewie hits the ground and starts m- screaming. Yeah, he loses it. That that really that got to that me hit too. me in a super duper real way because I mean, in the context, and I can already feel myself choking up in <laughs> thinking about it. Uh, he's lost everyone. He's he's lost his best friends. But literally everyone. Luke is gone. Leia's gone. Han is gone. Mm-hmm. He's lost everybody. And at that point, I don't think we had seen. Well, maybe we had seen Lando. I can't remember. Yes, we had. Yes, we had. Um, but still, all of his clo- his family. Ben Solo is is at the time was quote unquote dead because Kylo had killed him, and um, it's just the mm-hmm. like. Oh my goodness, my heart just broke. Uh, plus Leia yeah. having died just a little bit ago, I was just this big ball of emotion. Um, how did you yeah. react when there was the the I'm jumping ahead, but it has to do with Chewbacca. Chewbacca gets captured by the First Order, and mm-hmm. they take him into that transport ship, and it is implied that the transport ship is the one that's taking off, and Kylo Ren and Rey are both grabbing it with the Force and pulling it back and forth. We see Rey use Force Lightning, which is amazing. Sick. I lost I was like, oh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And the ship blows up. And we are left to assume that Chewbacca is dead. And we, like, I felt kind of, I felt sad and I felt this anger in my heart. I was like, JJ kind of pulled a Ryan Johnson here and, like, killed off, like, when he killed off Admiral Akbar, like, just kind of decided that he was dead. And they'd be like, we don't get to see, we don't get an an honorable death or anything. And I was so, I I was just overwhelmed with emotion. How did you react to that? Oh, dude, my jaw hit the floor. Because um, one, we see Ray lose, uh, use Force Lightning, which was yeah. super cool. But then, you know, we see the the ship blow up, and Chewie. We think Chewie's on it, and I was just like, "Oh my goodness, that's that's how they're going to just do do yeah. Chewie like that." And also, I'm just like, "Oh my goodness, Ray, she's going to live with this guilt mm-hmm. forever." And I was blown away by that. And thankfully, we find out shortly that. Chewie was on a different ship and he's fine. But yeah, that was I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's this is the direction this movie's yeah. taking." <laughs> um it it was it was a really good fake out. Yeah, I was very thankful that it was a fake out. And I'm also glad mm-hmm. speaking of Admiral Akbar that, you know, they 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 killed him off and a lot of people had a problem with it. Akbar's son uh, I think it's uh, Af uh, Aftab. I think is how you pronounce it. Aftab. I think is, maybe that's it. Aftab Akbar. His son is in the movie. You see that that uh, calamari, which is the species name, the calamari um, character in uh, the Resistance, speaking at one point with uh, Leia and and uh, and uh, Lando and and all of them. And we find out that that's actually Admiral Akbar's son. So there's a little bit of a salute to Akbar even in this film. Oh yeah, I, I didn't I didn't notice that. Well, that's cool that they did yeah, that. I was very thankful. Um, one thing that I really liked that I think that 
uh, Ryan Johnson kind of dropped the ball on. I don't mean to keep slamming Ryan Johnson. He's a very good filmmaker, and I, I you know, uh, but this is something that I think was severely lacking in The Last Jedi, and quite honestly, uh, the, the Force Awakens did a pretty good job about this. But we got more, we got more C three PO, and we got more Chewbacca, which I think was yeah severely lacking in the last film. And we got to see their characters. Chewbacca took over as a, as a instead of being like in The Last Jedi, he was kind of like a D list character. He kind of rose back into that A to B list character range, and C three PO resumed his role as a perfect comic relief character as a you know what jar jar binks tried to be c-3po is no pun intended the gold standard of the comic relief (laughs) i don't i i don't know if you agree with me or not that that was a severely needed yeah no uh it it was interesting how much how much C-3PO was woven into the, the core group of mm. Ray, Finn, and Poe in this movie, uh, especially when they go to that first planet. Uh, so they're looking for these artifacts that will help them find the, I don't know what it's called, but I'm calling it the Sith compass. Yeah. Um, and they go to that one planet that we were talking about where we thought Chewie died the and they're having this celebration. Yes. And, the I I really liked this part because it really felt like Indiana Jones yeah. to me because they fall into one you know looking for artifacts two when they all fall in that sand pit and then they're, they're in the mm-hmm. tunnels underground and they're just looking for everything I don't know it was like oh this is this is a fun adventure movie this feels like Indiana Jones to me yeah um and three uh, PO did have a really funny joke in that when uh, I think Poe was asking like Finn Ray. Like, where is everyone okay? And C three PO's over there. He goes, I- I'm, I'm fine too. Just so you know, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was that was pretty funny. That got a legitimate yeah, laugh. He was out a of great me. comic relief. Uh, by the by, that festival that they were at, um, or um, uh, among, was uh, C three PO said that it happened every forty two years. Oh, yes. say it, dude. Yes, say I'm glad it. you caught that. Oh, okay. So no, damn, please, I'm man, steal away. Fact, but. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, C-3PO said this happens every 42 years. Well, 2019, the year this movie came out, it's the 42nd yes. year of Star Wars. So that was, that was really Did not cool. know that until I went online and started looking for any Easter eggs that I might have missed. And Oh, yeah, in the theaters. I was like, oh, my God, yes, yes, they put in that. I didn't the, even the, realize yeah, that was, it. That Freaking fun. JJ, man, he ha- just adores Star Wars, and I am so happy about that. So we're on this planet. Um, what was it? Uh, Pasana. They capture Chewbacca. We find out that he's alive. Thank goodness. They find this um some sort of assassin, this Sith assassin that was sent to kill somebody, and they had a sword that they found that had Sith language written on it, and C three PO reads it, knows what it says, but isn't allowed to translate it because it's in the Sith language and with protocol droids. There was this program in them that they're not allowed to read Sith language because it's illegal or it's outlawed or whatever. And so they have to find a translator in order to translate or in, in order to uh, open up C-3PO's brain and f- allow him to read this Sith language. Yeah, it's a uh, it's like a droid hacker that, that they find. And, uh, and so they do that. Then we find, yeah, uh, what was his name? Like, baba freak or something like that yeah 
<laughs> just just crazy. There's more crazy Star Wars names. But yeah, 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 yeah. So so we get there and we find the the droid hacker that can uh, hotwire three PO two to say what this translation says. Right. And while we are in, um, they they take off in this Sith assassin's ship, which I can't remember his name. We discover probably my favorite surprise in the whole movie, this little droid named D.O. Oh, I did not like D.O. What? Are you serious? I, uh, I Explain didn't. yourself, I was, sir. It's like, we already have a droid that speaks English. We don't need another one. And I don't know. I, I'm kind of... He also didn't do too much in this movie. I think he had one helpful thing he did for Ray. I think. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I was just like, "What are we doing here, JJ? You're just trying to get another toy." Um, oh, a thousand percent, totally. <laughs> but he was so cute. He was, he's sitting there. He goes, he just like, what does he say? He says, "Hello," and they go up to like touch him. He goes, just backs up and goes, "No, thank you." <laughs> just, I just, I, I just was, I was giggling, man. It was just really, really cute. I mean, it it, it didn't make me hate the movie or anything, but okay, I good. was just thinking, I don't care for Dio, but okay. So and also, funny. they didn't give him or it much to do anyway, so I was thinking, okay, this is a toy for Christmas. All right. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> Which, I was at Target this morning, and I did see one there. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I almost bought one for myself. <laughs> but they um, go to the hacker, and there's this, this big uh, kind of moment where they have to make a decision on whether or not they're going to allow this hacker to open up, to essentially restart C-3PO so that they can have this ability for, or so C-3PO is allowed to say out loud what this translation is. The problem is, is if they do that, his memory gets wiped. And Ray asks him a question. He, she says something along the lines of, because C-3PO is like, no, I don't want my memory to get wiped. wiped. And uh, Ray says, C-3PO, you know the odds better than anybody. What do you, it's just like, what do you think we should do? Uh-huh. And C-3PO kind of like takes a step back and like looks a little, you know, he has the same expression, but he kind of looks shocked by his body language, kind of walks away. And, you know, the, the quote from the commercial where he says, I'm taking one last look at my friends. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that moment is so sweet because I think this is the first time based on my memory that C3PO is actually taken seriously whenever he's giving the odds. Cause he, he, he gives the odds all the time. He tries to give it to Han Solo and Leia and they're like, dude, shut up. We don't need, don't never tell me the odds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. Something I kind of missed that they asked him that. Yeah. That's a good point. But it was really sweet. And he, you know, does know the odds better than anybody. And he knew that in order for them to win, he had to get his memory wiped, which, um, it all works out because he definitely he gets his memory back because they said that um, he said that R two D two wasn't a reliable person to keep track of his memories, but R two D two was because he's always reliable and he came through. <laughs> and we, I was very, very, very thankful that JJ allowed C three PO to keep his memories in the end. Yeah, me too. And we meet this uh, this character on this planet where we meet the the ha- Baba you know Baba Ganoush or whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> I this this she's a female and she has a past with Poe. I forget her name. Yeah, we find out that Poe I forget her name too. Uh but we uh forgive us folks, we only seen the movie once. But Yeah, um, we just saw I just saw it a couple days ago out, and he saw it yesterday. 
Yeah, and we also find out that Poe used to be a spice runner, which I think is really interesting. Oh, I love just, it. Oh, oh, yeah, this kind of makes him more of a scoundrel, yeah. uh, which is really cool. He's He is the Han Solo character. Like, everybody's, you know, he's, the, he's replacing Han Solo, but he actually is. He was kind of involved in that uh, scummy world. Mm-hmm. Scruffy-looking look, scruffy nerf herder. Yeah, that was really cool. And during all of this, we're or actually get to see the Knights of Ren tracking down the crew. And the Knights of Ren look really cool. Yeah. I thought it was just spectacular. I also like that they had like melee weapons and not uh, lightsabers. Mm. I thought that was interesting, and they just looked so so rad. And um, and then we also the first orders at the same planet, hunting them down and. We they eventually the the gang fi- eventually gets to Kylo Ren's star destroyer I think mm-hmm. and because they get there oh they get they go there to rescue Chewbacca that's it right and they make it in there yeah 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 they find Chewbacca uh, they cut him loose but Ray separates from them because she feels something mm-hmm. in the Force and uh, she goes off and she finds. What is what can only be described as Kylo Ren's private chambers? He's got his. Um, is this is his study. Yeah, his study. Totally, he's got his his replica or not replica. I say study, and then I said replica. His shrine to Darth Vader's helmet, and it kind of gives away where she is because Kylo uses his Force connection to talk to her, and they kind of have a little bit of a fight, and they destroy the the podium, and uh, he figures out where she is. Um, they take off, we get to see a little bit of a fight, and they end up getting away on the Millennium Falcon. Well, before you, uh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, oh, please. but before you do that, I love that they kept the, the, the that Force connection mm-hmm. that we got in The Last Jedi between Kylo Ren and Rey to where they can see each other, but they can't see their surroundings, but they can physically interact with each other, and that's how... I think most of the lightsaber battles between them are happening in the first half of the movie, including here, which was really cool. And that's how he figures out where she is because they knock over the Vader helmet and the Vader helmet falls into his reality where he is. And that's how he knows where she is, which I'm really happy that they kept that, that little thing that their force connection. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah that was something in the last jedi i really didn't know what to think about but it ended up working out to it ended up working out and making sense in this movie it it all worked yeah it worked also i still liked it in the last jedi and i thought it was really cool that they kept it here and then but uh you know he he goes up to the ship and they have an encounter right before she gets on the falcon and this is when we get the the the, the bomb of her lineage oh, right i forgot to mention that yeah, that uh, he says that the the Palpatine needs her because he ha- she has his power because she is Palpatine's granddaughter. Mm. Right. I, re- I remember reading theories crazy. about that after uh, The Force Awakens because everybody was wondering who are mm-hmm. Ray's parents, what are his family, or uh, uh, who are her, yeah, what's her family. And one of the theories that I read was she's a palpatine but it was one of those theories where everybody's like wouldn't this be crazy if this was true but there's no way they would do that and yeah <laughs> freaking jj did it i've seen a lot of people say it this movie feels like 
they just went on Reddit and just <laughs> just made a Reddit movie. Um, but what are your thoughts? Like, what are your f- feelings about Ray being a Palpatine? How's this sit with you? I, hmm. I was gonna say I like it. I don't hate it. I definitely don't hate it. It was it was a twist that I did not see coming, even though I knew it was a theory out there. It made it way more interesting that our hero, our in essence our protagonist, our main protagonist, was the granddaughter of the most horrifically evil Sith Lord in the history of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. It just kind of added a a level for me, honestly. And the connection between the Skywalkers and the Palpatines is definitely huge. The relationship between Anakin and Palpatine, the relationship between mm-hmm. Luke and and Vader. I say Vader because he's different than Anakin and Palpatine. I, it all makes sense to me. And it was a very yeah. very fun twist, especially the moment at the end. Again, skipping around. When Vader says, or excuse me, when uh, Palpatine says, "Welcome, Empress Palpatine," mm. I was like, "Oh gosh, Empress, this is crazy!" But yeah, I honestly was okay with it. I wasn't like, "Boo!" I was just like, "This is fine." Yeah, I was like, "Oh yes, they're going this direction." Not because I was rooting for that theory or right. anything, but um, I liked it that they made her related to people that we've known in the saga and that was something i was worried about was that if she was just a nobody which you know i I would get over but you know if she was just a nobody then i felt like that this trilogy would feel so extremely disconnected from the other ones but the fact that she is has some sort of lineage with somebody makes more sense it makes it feel a little bit more uh, connected right but um I, I think it's cool. I, I don't hate it. Um, and it, it does raise a lot more questions, though, about Palpatine. Like, okay, well, who did Palpatine sleep with to have children that had Rey? Um, it, it does feel very out of left field that they're just introducing this in mm. the last movie. But I'm sure we're going to get some sort of comic series or a book about it. I guarantee it. Um, oh, a but thousand percent. I don't, I don't hate it, and um, I'm I'm for it. I don't hate it. I liked it. Um, I I'm still am trying to wrestle with just Palpatine's character, though. About okay, when, what? Uh, but yeah, I guess I, I I still wish that they went with the Force manipulation to create life, or whatever. But that that's okay. Um, I, yeah. it was a huge shock, and I was I I, I like it. I liked it too, and a, a lot of people with with Palpatine coming back. I've I've talked to some people, read some some comments about the fact that it feels like it kind of nullifies what Anakin did in uh, Return of the mm-hmm. Jedi when he killed Palpatine and brought balance to the Force. Um, yeah, but I don't I don't think it does. I think what Anakin did was still very important and very huge because he did bring balance to the Force. He did. He did kill Palpatine. I think because it, 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 he did say I've been, I've been dead before or something like that. Like Palpatine made a point to say that he has been dead. So I think he did kill Palpatine. Anakin did kill Palpatine, mm-hmm. uh, and he did bring balance to the Force. But then it got unbalanced, and you know I think we think of balance in the Force like 
you know, for the Jedi in the, in the prequels, we think of it like, oh, all of the Sith are dead and all the Jedi are alive, and then there's balance. But, like, the Force doesn't pick sides. The Force isn't a yeah. good guy or a bad guy. The Force is just the Force. And when the Force brought... When, when Anakin brought balance to the Force, he wiped out the Jedi Order. He killed everybody. And he brought it down to two Sith and two Jedi. And uh, it ended up being where the f- culmination of the balance of the Force was when Vader kills Palpatine in Return of the Jedi. It was a it was a 19 year process. Yeah. The, the, the question or the point you brought up about does, you know, this trilogy or just anything that's happening in these movies, does it nullify what Anakin did in return of the Jedi when he first killed Palpatine? And that's honestly something I've been wrestling with since the force awakens came out. And I've always had that feeling and something about this movie is helping me, uh, I feel like helps that argument that it that doesn't nullify that because at the end when she when she's trying to defeat Palpatine and she's just on the ground and she hears she starts to hear all the voices of all the Jedi mm. that like now live within her which was really cool because there are so I need to like see the credits for this because there are so many people they got for this including Hayden Christensen they got him to yep. do his Anakin lines for this which I really wish we got an Anakin Force Ghost but I'll I'll settle for this. Yeah. Well, I've got um, the, I wrote down but, all the ones that I could hear. I don't know if you had like all the voice. I couldn't tell the, you the actors and the actress. You know who voiced everything, but I could tell you which Jedi were supposed to, at least for everyone that I heard. Yeah. The 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 main one the one that i remember was anakin's and he says something along the lines of bring balance like i did bring balance like i did and that to me says that like okay anakin was or is the chosen right. one he did he did defeat palpatine right. and think about it if he didn't defeat palpatine palpatine wouldn't be in this decrepit state that he's in in this trilogy yes. And Ray Ray is a very powerful Jedi. Like I'm not trying to take away any sort of saying that she's weaker or anything. She is extremely powerful. We've seen that throughout this whole trilogy. Totally. But um Anakin was the original I guess chosen one or whatever, and he killed Palpatine and then Palpatine's returned and Ray is able to defeat him. Mm. Um and I think it did I think it would have specifically taken Ray, someone as powerful as her, to do it. Um and I, I, so that's kind of how I'm reconciling it, especially that line that he said, bring balance just as I did. Yeah. So that to me, yeah, that to me says, okay, it doesn't really nullify the return. What happened in return of the Jedi? It kind of just extends it. Totally. Totally. And that sequence where we heard all the Jedi was really exciting. Um, and if you're, I know I've mentioned the, the Clone Wars cartoon show, uh, cartoon television show before, but there were a couple voices that, were used in the in Rebels and in Clone Wars. So we, you mentioned Anakin. You mentioned we talked about Luke Skywalker. Uh, you heard Obi Wan Kenobi, which we they had. Um, I heard Ewan McGregor, who plays the prequels Obi Wan mm-hmm. Kenobi. There's also Alec Guinness. Whenever like in the, in mm-hmm. the Force Awakens, whenever she's having a vision and you uh, you hear someone say Ray. They took, mm-hmm. a fr- I forgot what word it was, 
but they took a word that Alec Guinness said, and the end of the word was Ray, and so they took that little splice and they put it in that movie. So it's Alec Guinness's mm-hmm. voice. So you heard uh, Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor in um, um, in in that. Uh, you also heard Yoda, obviously. And um, for all of you, yeah, like I said, for all you uh, Clone Wars and Rebels fans, um, Ahsoka Tano's voice was in there. Um, Kanan Jarrus was in there. Mace Windu, that's a, everybody knows Mace Windu. And mm-hmm. a couple Clone Wars people, uh, Master Unduli, which is Luminara Unduli, and Ayla Sakura were both people that voiced in there, as well as Addy Gallia, all of these kind of C-list Jedi's that apparently <laughs> were speaking to Rey, which is super duper duper cool. But isn't it only that super powerful Jedi are able to become Force ghosts and like you know enter immortality, or does this, or is this kind of getting to like a gray area about that? That's what's interesting because I, I these all of those characters are credited in the credits, but. Mm. As far as I'm aware, the only Jedi who has ever, co- who the first, rather the first Jedi who came back from, as Yoda put it, the nether worlds of the Force was Qui Gon Jinn. As far as I'm aware, because he he you know being the gray Jedi that he was, he figured it out, and then taught it to Yoda, and then he taught it to Obi Wan, and then Obi Wan apparently taught it to Luke and Luke apparently taught it to Leia and apparently uh cuz Kylo also disappeared which means mm-hmm. he must also have known how to do it I don't know it's that's kind of uh, an answer I don't have especially since we had all of these Jedi who I know for a fact were not powerful enough not as powerful as as Qui-Gon Jinn for sure like Kanan Jarrus or uh Maybe Ahsoka Tano figured it out. I'm not sure, but um, I don't know. That's that is that is. It might be a gray area, but I'm sure the yeah, lore master I, of Disney like knows the like answer. Gray area, but yeah, yeah. But still, super cool that they got all that. Um, uh, so sorry. Yeah, to continue <laughs> with the story. Uh, yeah. So after they, after you know, she finds out she's a Palpatine. They get on the Falcon, and I believe. This is when they go to Endor, right, to find the the Sith compass, because that, that's where um, C three PO tells them he's now able to translate the the message, and uh, and that's when they find out. Oh, we need to go to Endor. That's right. And they go to Endor and they find the remnants of the Death Star two, mm. and that's where the Sith the second Sith compass is at, and you know Ray goes to. Um, goes to explore by herself and look for it, which is again kind of in Indiana Jones like her climbing yep. through all this Tetris things and she's trying to find more artifacts. Yep. Love it. Um, and this, I think this was my favorite part of the movie. The, the whole everything on Endor, I loved. So, uh, it was my favorite part of the movie. Uh, it was really cool seeing all of the original trilogy stormtrooper helmets and some of the uh, planes or I'm sorry ships that were there and seeing the Emperor's yes. throne room on the Death Star 2 uh, it was so cool and god the music was so good in this they're playing uh, they're playing some of all of the classics that we've seen in the, in the movies 
uh, and when she gets to the to the Sith compass thing, this is when she has the vision of dark Darth, Darth Ray with the with the twin sided uh, mm-hmm. red lightsaber, and she's saying, "Don't." Well, she's saying like, "Don't be afraid of who you are," or something. Yeah, like that. essentially being like, "There's darkness inside of you, and you know there is, and don't don't run away from it. You need to succumb to this." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just so good. Um, and Kylo Ren shows up, and I thought this was really cool. They have a little fight there, but Kylo Ren doesn't ignite his lightsaber. He he's he's only dodging. It was it was really cool. Oh my goodness, yeah, that was probably my favorite lightsaber fight in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when they make their way out. You know, they're they're getting I, I, the lightsaber fights that that J.J. Abrams is putting together is so original trilogy it's swinging around it's not graceful it's not choreographed it's just kind of clunky feels like a bad uh a bad way of putting it but it's just meat and potatoes swinging lightsabers at each other which feels so real to me i felt like it was a little bit to me it felt like a a a little bit more of a blend because Ray is still doing these force flips and jumps, especially when they're out on the water. Yes. And they're using the force to deflect each other's sabers at some points, which was super cool oh, to see because we've never that. seen that before. Uh, yeah, it was it was all really good. And there was a moment uh, where Kylo, when Ray, uh, the, the there's a wave that 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 uh, crashes over the platform that they're on, and Ray flips over it and. Kylo just takes it and mm-hmm. Ray's like waiting there, flips over the wave and Kylo just kind of is walking and you see him almost. Have you seen princess bride? Yeah. So there's a scene. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm jumping around, but this is the best way I can describe it. There's a scene when Anigo Montoya is fighting the, uh, the dread pirate Roberts and they're fighting with their left hand and they're like, I'm not left-handed. And they switch to their right hand and he's like, I'm not right-handed either or left-handed either. And they're fighting with their dominant hand. It almost feels like a moment like that where Kylo walks through the wave and is holding it upright and then t- flips it upside down like in his in an upside down way mm-hmm. like okay I'm done fighting like a like a child I'm ready to fight like I do like my aggressive slashing around spinning around way and he yeah. after that moment he starts beating Ray like he is out he is out fighting Ray clearly, and uh, it, it isn't it, it, it. The tide doesn't turn, no pun intended, until Leia reaches out with the Force and says Ben's name. Yeah. He says Ben. She, you know, she whispers Ben, and that was kind of her last little bit of strength before she dies. And Kylo Ren drops his lightsaber, and Ray catches it and stabs him with it. Uh, which was so Ooh, cool. Yeah. Yes, it was so cool. It, the thing is, it's when she stabs Kylo Ren is when Leia dies as well. Do you think that had anything to do with it, or was Leia just kind of dying of natural causes right then and there, or something else? That was something I was a little lost on. I kind of felt like that that uh, Ray somehow inadvertently killed Leia through that. I didn't take it that way, honestly. I think that Ray, or excuse me, that Leia was already very weak as it is, and reaching out with the Force like that was going to take mm. her toll, or its toll on her. 
And so I think it was just, and they kind of said that before she did it, like she limped away and they were like, she's using the last bit of her strength for this or something like that. Um, So I don't think so. I do think it's really wonderful. Another detail JJ put in there. Leia's body, I remember thinking this after she died, she didn't become a force ghost right away. And I was wondering why. I was like, she should know that power. She's like as powerful as Luke is. Why wouldn't she know this? And she doesn't turn into a force ghost until Kylo Ren dies. Or rather, excuse me, Kylo Ren dies on that strip on Endor when Ben Kino- or when Ben Solo dies. And then she also becomes a force ghost. Like she was waiting for him to go to become one with the force. And then she was going to become one with the force. Yeah, that's awesome. Another point I kind of like got uh, teary eyed about was when Leia died right there. And, oh, we kind of talked about that. But yeah, uh, yeah, especially when Ray felt Leia's presence go away and Ray really felt it too. Mm. I was like, oh, God, this is, this is so heavy. And then she, she force heals uh, Ben and you know, heals the stab wound. And something that I read online that was really cool about this was that when she healed him, she also healed everything about him. Like his, the scars on his face from the force awakens are also gone. And also now some people like metaphorically, she also was healing his soul during this. Cause it was right after this, he, he rejected Kylo Ren and became Ben. So, so she helped heal him spiritually and physically. And then also we get, what was just one of the, I thought one of the best parts of the movie was when Ben now confronts his memory of Han Solo. Heart-wrenching. On this. Dude, so good. And I thought it was so clever and smart of them that they made it a memory and not a force ghost of Han. Because, you know, they're really drawing the line that, okay, not everyone's a force ghost. Right. Now. Yeah, and that this was a memory. I would argue, and this this is very debatable. I would argue just based on Han Solo's ability to fly and his 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 quick draw again Han shot first blah 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 his quick draw mm-hmm. ability to to predict when Greedo was about to shoot him and I think Han Solo had some force sensitivity but only to a very small degree not you know not able to wield a lightsaber okay. maybe on like a yeah just 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 a smaller way yeah yeah I, I I'm good with that too but Still, um, I, I'm happy that they didn't make him a Force ghost and that this was a memory that Kylo Ren had, Same. or I guess now Ben Solo has. and Which really explains why that scene, or that part, that the, the interaction that they have is almost verbatim their, their discussion they had on the bridge in The Force Awakens, because it would make sense that it's almost verbatim because it's a memory, and it's Ben playing through that memory again of what he wished he now was able to say and call him dad and throw away his uh sith lightsaber yeah that's oh my gosh yeah i was <sighs> so good i was an emotional mess uh ray then yeah. follows that confrontation and uh wrecks her ship on uh the island that luke was was on for years and years Arc and years two, i think that we see him on in the uh the Last Jedi, and mm-hmm. she destroys the Tie Fighter, uh, Ren's Tie Fighter, or Ben's, I guess Ben's. Oh yeah, belong to Kylo Ren, Whatever semantics. 
and she meets another Force ghost, and we finally get to see Luke Skywalker Force ghost. Yes, and I love this direct jab that they give to the last Jedi right yes. here. Yes. Because she's throwing the lightsaber into the fire, and he goes, that's no way to to treat a, a, a Jedi's weapon or something like that. Which to me was a direct slam onto how they had just Luke just throw the lightsaber mm-hmm. over his shoulder in the Last Jedi. Uh, super, uh, and we get like just this wise old Jedi Master Luke in this, and how he's explaining everything to her. How what we should have gotten in Leia Last Jedi, knew. if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh, um, we we could talk about that on a Last Jedi episode, <laughs> but we I. But anyways, because uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I think you and I might disagree on that. But um, uh, Luke kind of explains how him and Leia always knew that she was a Palpatine, yeah, uh, and that they somehow sensed it, which to me still reconciles a lot of things in the Last Jedi, like how Luke says uh, to Ray. I've only seen this power once before, and that's when you know he dueled with the Emperor, and he saw that same power in her, and it makes so much sense to me. Uh, and this was just all great, and we get Leia's lightsaber, which was really cool. I know it's weird to just throw this in in the last movie, but still, I'm so happy we got mm. it. You're saying? Did you say Leia's lightsaber? Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. That we get Leia's lightsaber, and seeing that Luke did train her and everything. And, I'm saying that it's weird to throw that in in the last movie, but I'm so happy that we got it. I agree. I agree. And honestly, I know a lot of people have a problem with the CGI faces and stuff like that when, um, like with Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One. In Rogue One. A lot of people. But that was still really good. I thought that was I did too, man. I was so impressed with it. And I think that this one was really, really good too, yeah. honestly. Like, I think that Luke's, I would say that Luke's young face was better than Leia's young face as far as the appearance, but the fact that they were light, they were dueling in the dark, it made it a lot better. I, I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was good too. And it was for like a 10 second glimpse. It wasn't as if they were using it throughout the whole movie. And they also didn't CGI, at least not that I'm aware of, CGI carrie fisher like present day quote unquote present day space which i think would have been crossing some sort of line but uh, i I, again i thought they handled it super well and we get to see after luke talks with ray and ray's like i have to go confront the emperor luke raises his x-wing out of the water which he couldn't do in the empire strikes back but he is a jedi master and he is one with the force and he has got it going on and i was man i there was i that was a moment that actually made me cry that was a i i got emotional when i saw that yeah dude i was just yes oh my goodness i was so happy when that when that happened again something else i was set up in the last movie it was just so awesome to see um and to me it made sense that ray would have gone to this planet to like exile herself as how she learned luke did uh, to me it kind of makes sense that she would have done that uh but again so happy to see uh luke's x-wing come up and it's even cool because a few minutes later uh people are uh, at the resistance base are saying we're getting a message from luke skywalker's x-wing what's going on and i don't know it was just so cool to see that yeah the, the yeah and r2d2 playing a role in that and also i, I didn't mention this earlier r2d2 being with leia 
when she passed away felt right to me. Oh, I didn't even notice that. She, he was by her bedside when she died. Oh, I completely missed that. That's so it, cool. it made me happy. BB-8 was on the adventure with C- uh, C-3PO, and the droids were running around, but they left R2-D2 with the Resistance, and he got to be... some. So one of Leia's oldest friends got to be with her when she died, which made me very happy. But you're right, the uh, Luke's X-Wing with Rey piloting with the helmet on, the Red 5 helmet on her head... Mm-hmm. Going to confront the Emperor, and uh, we find out later that Kylo Ren is also following along, and also the rest of the Resistance is following along because she's leaving a trail of coordinates for them to follow, Mm. and they come up with this whole plan to uh, disrupt the signal between all of the Super Star Destroyers and the Star Destroyers so that they can stop this fleet that the Emperor has created, and every piece of this fleet... Uh, every ship in this fleet carries with them a planet-destroying gun attached to each one. Yes. Which, I guess I'm happy they didn't make a fourth Death Star, but, uh, yeah, that was that was really interesting. Yeah. Didn't have a super big problem with it, especially since it, um, the Emperor was aware of that technology and essentially had that technology fostered into it's adolescence and so i i i have no problem with it honestly and especially since she he he had this long to prepare it didn't bother me yeah yeah it didn't bother me either um and so yeah so ray gets to the sith planet which i can't remember the name of it right now something sickle um and she gets there and she's confronting palpatine and he's kind of you know doing his uh evil person or doing the whole villain monologue about his whole plan and everything and how uh, she needs he needs a sacrifice and he needs her to strike him down so that way his spirit can live within mm. her um still really cool uh which kind of gives you this whole like oh wow i guess she can't really just attack him and then we finally we get to see ben solo arrive mm. and he adam driver he didn't really have I don't think he had any lines really once we got to this point in the movie but he did such an excellent job with just body language of just showing he's a new person. Yes, he's a very good face that, like, actor. Mhm. He's not behaving as if Kylo Ren would be in these situations. He's doing it as in Ben Lightside person is. And we even see him fight the Knights of Ren and they do the whole force connection where she slips him Anakin's lightsaber. It was just so cool. Yeah, it was really, really good. And I, I like it, too, whenever they showed up and they both ignited their lightsabers and they both had blue lightsabers. I was like, ah, yes, the they're reuniting. This is amazing. Yes. And uh, Palpatine ends up sucking the life force out of both of them, or a lot of their life force, and he mm-hmm. becomes young. Yes, and this to me was kind of funny because he it, it looked like something – I think he said like he didn't know he could do that. He went, oh. Well, I don't need a sacrifice. I could just suck the life out of y'all, and so yeah. that was that to me was kind of kind of I I, I chuckled a little bit. I was like, <laughs> is this him accidentally finding out something he can do? Uh, yeah. Also, the moment I I think when it was whenever he was like, strike me down, Ray, become Empress Palpatine, blah blah blah. She's like, I don't want to do it, and he's like, do it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yes, we got one of the. Biggest meme quotes of all time in Star Wars. I'm very, very happy about this. But the Emperor, I cannot 
say enough about how amazingly cool he was. This dark, it's just dark and grim, and you're in this cathedral of, of I don't know who all of these followers are, these hooded figures that are like chanting for Palpatine. I thought it was just uh, like Sith spirits in there. That, that's how I took it. Oh, that's way cooler. That they weren't like actual physical bodies. It was they were just, just normal like, people who had following him. No, it was just like that, that's that's how I took it. At least I don't know that's right, but I like that. I like that better, honestly. And Palpatine disarms them, and they're kind of uh, you know at the whim of of his power. And he, you see, we kind of get to see both of these p- characters are powerful. Both Ray and and uh, Ben are powerful people, but Ben gets up first. Ben shows himself to be in his Skywalker. I, I, part of me thinks this is Skywalker lineage here. He is just riddled with power, and he just got hit with this life force from Palpatine. And Rey is still on the ground, and can only the only way she was able to get up was by calling the help of other Jedi. And Kylo gets up, or uh, Ben gets up. It just was crazy to me, and yeah. he gets force pushed down into the the crevice because I think. Palpatine recognizes that, okay, this guy's super powerful. I got to get rid of him because Ray's the easier target, so I'm going to try and jump into her. Oh yeah, you know he's ter- you know he's got to be terrified of any Skywalkers. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. And Ray calls on all of the Jedi, and they answer her as we talked about earlier. And he, the Emperor, I mean, is like, no, give up, you know, whatever. I am in control now, and he starts shooting this torrent of lightning into the sky as the as the resistance is is fighting and they're running out of men and people are getting shot down and poe is giving up hope and out of hyperspace you hear the voice of lando and the millennium falcon shows up and then this just torrent of ships Mm -hmm. and we there are a lot of people i won't go through all of the ships that you see but there's a lot of easter eggs just in that moment a lot of ships that we've seen before uh either in animation or in past episodes and it's really exciting because it's it's lando piloting the falcon with chewy and we get to see the cameo that i have been most excited about outside of lando wedge antilles yeah man that was awesome the the red leader well red two in the first one and red leader in the last one but man and he he only gets like one line but I was so excited yeah yeah it was it was so cool and just it also just visually just seeing all of those ships was just so cool mm. yes and we're also like forgetting to mention that during all this the Finn has led a ground attack on top of a star destroyer oh my gosh dude and so. Yeah, Finn is leading this. Uh, I thought Finn was awesome in this movie. I did too. Uh, I really like seeing how much command he took. It was really cool. And just seeing that was awesome. Um, one thing that I wish that we found out was that... So, in the beginning of the movie, we saw that Finn said he had to tell Ray something. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we ever figure out what that was, nope. do we? I, I really want to know what that is. Because um, at first, you're kind of thinking... They're dropping some hints that like maybe there's a love connection there, but then throughout the movie we see that Finn might be a little force sensitive yep. because he he's sensing things that Ray is going through. So I think maybe that could have been it that he understands what she's going through because he has 
this slight force sensitivity and he's able to sense things. I don't know. That was I wish we got that again. That could have been something could have put in the other movie. Yeah. Last Jedi, but whatever. Um Yeah, it would have been I would have liked to know a little bit more about that. But that was cool. Um Yeah. And then Yeah. Um I totally agree uh, about Finn, then, uh, dude. I totally agree. He I, he mm-hmm. was he was really good in the Force Awakens. They were finalizing his character and you know, he was he's pretty good in the in the last jedi i love they really kind of formed his character into this not like i'm gonna hide and run and try to get my way out but like no i'm for the resistance Mm -hmm. the force i'm all for it and he's they refer to him as general like poe goes up to him because poe was acting general after leia passed away and then he went up to finn and was like hey i need your help i can't do this alone and so Mm poe also becomes a general uh, and because he's referred to, uh, you know, he's like, we have to charge forward. And they're like, General, we can't. And so he gets called General, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am under the impression that the question, I, uh, there's a lot of people are like, oh, because he's in love with Ray. I think it's because that he recognizes that he's force sensitive and he was going to be like, Ray, I just wanted to tell you, I can feel the force and I believe in the force because there was a long time where he was like, ah, eh, the force, I didn't know if that was real or not. I think it was just either that he's a believer mm-hmm. Or that he does feel the force. Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think that that could have definitely been it. Um, and which was a really cool thing to add in mm. to. Yeah, I agree. Um, so after, oh, I think it was after Ray defeats Palpatine. This is when Ben climbs back out of the little crevice that he was thrown yes. down, and he uses his his life force to revive Ray, which I think that's what ends up killing him. Right. Yes. Yeah. And they finally get to kiss and this confirms all of the Raylo. Well, uh, I don't know about that. Hold on. Hold on. I don't know about that. I don't know. Oh, (laughs) it's, I think that that was like, doesn't Ray and don't Ray and Finn kiss at some point in the last Jedi. No, no, I might've made that up then. No, they don't. They hug. But they don't. They don't kiss. I think it was okay. So if you've been through the ringer with somebody, Kylo and Ray have experienced so much together, or Ben and Ray rather. And I think it was just this like, the tr- the trauma was over, the war is ended, and they just like kissed each other, and then Kylo dies. I don't think that they were in love. I think that they were just two people who recognized. I you know what I mean? Like I I don't I don't know. I'm. For just for the record, I am not a Ray Low person. I I see what you're saying, but I disagree. I definitely think that they were definitely in love with each other, um, especially since uh, earlier in the movie they were talking about how Ray wouldn't reach out to Kylo Ren's hand when they had their Force connections, right? And she pretty much, I'm paraphrasing, pretty much just said, "I would have reached out for Ben's hand." And she, I definitely think that there's something there with them. And before this movie, I really wasn't on board with Raylo. I was like, oh, I, they're just, I don't know. I was like, I don't think there's anything there. But after watching this, and it's, I think that kiss definitely confirms it to me. Uh, I mean, I don't know how how else you can how else you can interpret it. I know you ha- just gave your explanation, which I see your point, I guess, but I don't know. I I feel like it doesn't leave a whole lot of room for debate. In my oh, opinion. no, there's, yeah, but... there's a lot of room for debate on that, a thousand percent. I don't think that there's really a definite answer on that unless you ask JJ, but 
I yeah, I think that the whole reaching out, like I'd reach out for Ben, was more of a comment on the fact that if Ben asked me to follow him, I would because I think Ben Skywalker or excuse me, Ben Solo is somebody that I would follow because I know that he has a good heart like his dad and like his mom. And I'm not gonna follow Kylo Ren. Like Ben Solo holds more weight than than Kylo Ren. But either way, he made a really amazing gotcha. sacrifice, and I think that I don't think that Ray was dead. I don't think you can raise someone from the dead like that. I think that she was probably just clinging on for for life, and it took all of his essence, his life essence, to revive her. I don't know what you think. I don't know. I think if I think maybe she was dead, and that's why it took so much of his life force to revive her to where it it was a le- legitimate sacrifice that he just took his life to replace it with mm. hers. Um, but, uh, it, that's just, it, it, the nice thing about that is that it leaves it for interpretation. And so that's something I'm really looking forward to is just having just years of speculation about totally. things from presented from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really bittersweet that we got this movie because I love this movie. I thought it was awesome, but it sucks that we're not having any more Skywalker movies. Um, yeah. The Skywalkers. Can you believe that it only lasted four generations? <laughs> 42 years that's, that's it. it uh <laughs> yeah it it um it, it's bittersweet definitely it ended i thought the ending was really really good though i really love the ending um oh wait wait the we're, we're skipping over the, the true ending where she goes back to tatooine yeah that's yeah that yeah she, that is isn't that how it ends that is the ending yeah 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 yeah. that's how it ends i i kept well i kept thinking that it was ending with uh uh Ben dying, but I forget. There's like a little bit more. So yeah, so she goes to Tatooine to mm-hmm. bury L- Luke. Really, Anakin's lightsaber, but Luke's lightsaber and Leia's lightsaber, where Uncle Ben and Aunt Peru Peru Bur- lived on Tatooine. And now we see that she has her own lightsaber, which is freaking sick, man. Oh, dude, this, it's awesome. This was, yeah, she turned her staff into a lightsaber, and she has a yellow lightsaber uh i wish we got to see her use it oh my god but <sighs> it was just so good dude that's so funny i know it being the staff made it that much better yeah plus it ending dude i was sobbing like a baby her standing there with bb8 and the two the twin sons mm-hmm. i thought it was like so... looking out into the distance like classic like luke skywalker and i i've talked to a couple people whenever uh that didn't like this part. I really liked it when the woman came by and said, no one's lived here for years. Who are you? And she said, I'm Ray." And said, "Ray who? And she said, "Ray Skywalker. And people were like, why can't you just be Ray? Boo. What? Or why couldn't you just said Ray Palpatine? And I'm like, she has essentially, well, she wasn't raised by anybody. And then she came under the, the protection and the, the influence of, Han Solo, Leia, and Luke Skywalker. And she said, I'm a Skywalker. I identify as a Skywalker. I was like, you know what? I'm cool with it. I, I love that. Yeah, that's something I am trying to f- figure out a way to have it make sense. Because, I don't know, I see both sides of the coin. Because I don't think it's wrong for her to take that name. Because, I mean, she was trained only by Skywalkers. Mm-hmm. You know, she was trained by Luke and then she was trained by Leia. Right. And, you know, she was an orphan and everything. But the there's Leia even tells Ray in the movie a couple of times, don't be afraid of who you are. And she's a Palpatine, but she then she changes her name to Skywalker. I don't know. 
I don't I don't hate it and I, I just felt like it was a tad forced at the end uh no pun intended um but um I, I, again i don't hate it and i i'm I, I don't know where i sit on it right now but i i, I don't hate it i i don't know i, I I'm, I'm i'm on the fence <laughs> it's just like her adopted parents man they're just taking on the name of the people that she feels like they're her family i don't think that's a big deal okay hearing adoptive uh, parents makes me like it more okay yeah, good. Haha, I got gotcha. you. I don't know why I didn't think of that at first. <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't know. I, I like it. Um, it was, yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting. But uh, it's going to be so hard to explain to people now who Ray is. Because, like, oh, she's Ray Skywalker. It's like, yeah, she is. But really, she's Ray Palpatine. Ray, she's a Palpatine raised by Skywalkers, is like how right. you have to explain it. Well, it's kind of like leia organa like she was leia organa for her whole life but she was actually a skywalker so she's leia skywalker but she was her adoptive family's organa and anyway we're forgetting i never hear anyone say leia skywalker i always hear leia organa okay yeah that makes sense yeah we're forgetting what is my favorite moment in the entire movie oh yeah tell me and I'm pretty at this, and I, you know, I'll see it again, and maybe this will change my mind. But right now, I am a thousand percent. This is my favorite moment. They come back from their big mission. They land, uh, you know, they they come back to the the resistance hideout, and that woman, I think it was the woman that walked up and said to Chewbacca, "Leia left this for you," and Chewbacca finally gets a medal. I yeah, was, was so awesome. excited, dude. Yeah, that was. That was really good, and to me, I was, I was like, "Oh, that hits me right in the feels." I was like, "Oh, that's good." Oh yeah, dude, I was years. I was already crying anyway, and this just made it me cry even harder. I was like, "J.J. Abrams, you son of a gun! You love us so much. Thank you." Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Again, like people would be like, "Oh, that's just fan service." Yeah, well, whatever. Who we, gives we, a crap, dude? Fan service the crap yeah. out of me, dude. I want all of that. Give it to me, J.J. <laughs> Pour it all over my face. <laughs> I want all of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was a big fan of that too. And did you also see the? I don't know her name. I feel bad about it, but the the woman who gives it to Chewbacca that she is a lesbian. That this was one of the first on screen uh, gay characters that we've gotten in Star Wars because there was a point when every when the whole Resistance is celebrating that they defeated the Final yeah. Order. That we see her and another woman kiss each other. Uh, yeah, so I we, heard. So we got like our first. Uh, gay couple in live action Star Wars, I think. Yeah, I know JJ mentioned that in some of the. Uh, I read that somewhere, and I the way that it was stated, I was I was like, oh my gosh, there's going to be this like incredibly prominent character that is a lesbian in the show, and people were like, oh, I might not go see it, you know, all these you know people who were like, I might not see it because there's a lesbian in it or whatever, and I, I don't know, I, it's it's not that like. People are freaking out that it's going to change Star Wars, but it's not that big of a deal. They just... No. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, yeah, shake it over themselves. Yeah, totally. Uh, just love Star and, Wars. Just love Star Wars. It's Star Wars. Come on. Yeah, Star Wars is for everyone. That's exactly uh, right. Amen, sir. Yes. Um, <clears throat> those, I think, are all of my like movie notes so far. About, so, yeah, that we've like wrapped up. I have one more. Right. Yeah, um, okay, go ahead. That I, I thought mean, was I really... have some other stuff too. That's not just going through the movie. But to- yeah, go ahead. Totally. Matt Smith. Do you recognize that name? No. Should I? 
Uh, no. Uh, well, maybe. Do you know? I'm sure you've heard of Doctor Who before. Yeah. Have you watched a television show at all? Nope. So I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. I've just I'm in. I've only been a Doctor Who fan for like less than a year, but I picked up the TV show and it's one of my favorite TV shows of all time now. For all of you Doctor Who fans out there, Matt Smith was the eleventh Doctor, uh, technically. And he plays a character in Star Wars. You only see him on screen for a second. And it's the actually the moment that in the scene I just talked about where Chewbacca gets his medal, there's like this green skinny character with a hat on that's talking to Chewbacca. And the woman pulls Chewbacca away and is like, here's your medal. That person was Matt Smith. Oh, okay. That's just a fun little cameo. Doctor Who, Star Wars crossover. <laughs> Yeah, man. You never know. Um, I have to ask. So that was, like you said, uh, Brooker, that was our summation of the movie. On a scale from 1 to 10, how would you rate this movie as a Star Wars movie and as a film? Yeah, that's that's hard. Um... And I would love to hear, honestly, because I know in comparison with The Last Jedi and if you want The Force Awakens. I felt like this wrapped up its own trilogy well um that's how i feel Mm. how did it wrap up the last nine movies it did a fair job at wrapping up the entire saga i felt like it didn't do an excellent job wrapping up the entire saga but it did a great job wrapping up its own trilogy that makes sense right some things um yes for like a number rating um as a this this did kind of feel like while it does give nods to several things and it does play into things that were set up in the first two movies, right. it does almost feel like a standalone movie kind uh-huh. of. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Uh, because because it's very much like it's very much okay at the very beginning, like the first five minutes. Okay, here's the bad guy, and here is the conflict that the bad guy is saying is happening. And then we get the whole middle adventure part of hey we need to we need to have a quest to find this thing and then we're going to find out where Palpatine is and then we're going to defeat him and then it has the ending resolution of we defeated him and this is how we did it and this is what it means so it was all kind of self-contained almost mm-hmm. um, you could say even not knowing the nods it did give to other movies and some stuff that was set up in the other ones um, so. As a movie by itself, as just a movie, I might have to give it like a six and a half or seven. Uh-huh. And that's mostly because of its pacing. Mm. It's very quick. It's It doesn't give you room to breathe. It's very much, okay, we're doing this. Now we're moving, doing this. Now we're doing this. Now we're doing this. It doesn't give, there weren't a whole lot of deep conversations between people in this. So right. that's why it's kind of getting docked so many points. As a Star Wars movie, uh, I want to. I might give it like a higher score as a Star Wars movie, like an eight. Mm. Um, just because I I like it a lot, and it did do a lot of fan service, but whatever. I, I I like it, and I like that she's a Palpatine. I like all the lightsaber duels we get. I like all the Force we stuff with all the Force powers that we see get used in this. All of the all the aliens and creatures we see was great, which is yep. you know just inherent in Star Wars. You have Absolutely. to have that. Um. So that's kind of like that's kind of what I say as a just a a film, like six and a half, seven, six and a half is what I want to say, and as a Star Wars movie, I'm going to say eight, uh, 
and people are probably going to disagree with me on that. But oh, totally. Whatever, is my opinion. It's it's funny. Yeah. You and I kind of are around the same. I've thought a lot about this already, but as a Star Wars movie, I said like an like an eight and a half, maybe a nine mm-hmm. on on its best moments. A uh, crap ton of fan service, and I loved it. Um, like everything you just said, I a hundred percent agree with. And as a standalone film, I said a seven. Six and a half okay. is is I'm fine with it too, but like a seven. I, I um it just was yeah it was really fast. We were squeezing a lot in all at once, and there weren't a lot of like you said deep conversations. But there were some really funny moments. We had some world building that was really fun. We had some exploration that was really cool. Uh, the shots were really good. It was very pretty. You know, as a lot of the new Star Wars movies are. So yeah, you know, as a Star Wars movie, like an eight and a half to a nine. And as a uh, actual film, I say like a seven, which is compared to the Last Jedi. Yeah. The Last Jedi has it flipped for me. I, the Last Jedi as a you just keep bringing that up. You I do. The comparison is so real for me, man. With this movie, like it's it's. I was so afraid that we were going down a trail that I wasn't going to enjoy. But you know, I haven't hated it at all. But Last Jedi as a film is like a nine for me, uh, or a, a, an eight and a half. And then as a Star Wars film, it's lower. All in all, Rise of Skywalker, good movie, great ending to this trilogy, and a decent ending to the whole franchise. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought it was great. Um, there were, just real quick, there were just a couple things I wish we got. Please. Uh, so, one, we didn't get any sort of cool flexing or explanation of the Sith Troopers, which were those red stormtroopers. Because, yeah. just because... I saw lots of posters of those and they even put them in the battlefront game. And we thought, Oh, these, these guys could be like super cool. And you kind of just saw them in the background. So that was like one thing I wish we got. Um, also for the music, the music was great, but we didn't get dual the fates in this. Um, right. So I really wish, I really wish we got that. And what was Finn going tell Ray? And lastly, I really wish that we got uh, a force ghost Anakin, mm. but I'm, I'm, cool with the voice line we got even without all that i still love this movie so it's actually one of i think i have this this movie is in my top four of star wars movies really yeah i have it top four for me it sits at number six literally right in the middle okay uh but yeah i it's it's nice to have a star wars movie where you're not like oh they shouldn't have put that in there nothing that jj abrams put in the movie i was like oh that shouldn't be there it was just me being me wanting more, which I'm yeah. totally cool with. Yeah, and I know people might complain about that with this being the last movie that we're left wanting more, but that's how you know something's good, so you're left wanting more, you know? Yeah. And some of the stuff that we're wanting to know more of are just kind of like, you know, Palpatine's kids and, you know, stuff like that, which we're all going to get books for, so... Absolutely. Yeah. Man, end of an era. Yes, end of an era. <laughs> oh, man, we are, as always, we love to see Star Wars, and we are very welcome uh, to any other Star Wars movies that J.J. Abrams or or uh, any other directors out there would love to do. More Star Wars, please. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a Christopher Nolan Star Wars movie. I just want, I know that'll never happen, but I want that. I'm in. I'm totally in, dude. Any parting thoughts? Uh... 
really good. Go see it. I'm going to go see it multiple times. Uh, just if you're a Star Wars fan, just, you know, just enjoy it. Don't, don't try to pick it apart. Mm. Uh, but uh, I can't wait to buy this on Blu-ray and watch all of the bonus features. Can't wait. Oh, dude. Yeah, this is going to be one of the best to rewatch. I feel like this one's going to have great rewatchability. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, y'all, thank you so much for sticking with us. This is, I think, our longest pod we've ever done, but it is uh, well worth that title because it is, the, like I said, the end of an era. The Skywalker saga has been completed. Uh, if this is your first time, thanks for joining us, and please uh, continue to stick around. If this is uh, not your first time and you've been around for a little bit, Uh, Thank you for coming back. Um, Feel free to share us with your friends. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. That's Film on the Rocks. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. May the Force be with you. (laughs) The Force will be with you always.